Hey guys, thank you very much for downloading episode 39 of the Milking It podcast. Uh, this is the weekly geek roundup from myself and Mr. Boulamont. Uh, episode 40 will be, because uh, it went a little long, <laughs> will be the next part of it, which is our top threes of 2014. So you can find out what all of us here at the Milking It podcast thought were the highlights of last year. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do. It's at Teach Tugger on Twitter. You can go to milkingitpodcast.com, which will take you to our fabulous Facebook page uh, where you can like us. Uh, please Please rate and review on iTunes. It really does help us out. And check out our comedy partners at the Tits Podcast. That's the Totally Insane Tape Show via the link at milkitpodcast.com. But for now, let's start the show. Reboot, 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 Welcome everyone to Milky It Podcast, the podcast that tugs the teeth of popular culture until it explodes all over your face. As always, I am David Davis. And... Happy New Year! Happy New Year! It's me. It's the B double O. It's your boy, Boulamont. Here we are. It is 2015. Can you imagine 2015? Oh, it's that year that Back to the Future 2 went to, and we're all supposed to be wearing the silver hats. And yeah, we're supposed to be on hoverboards, but sadly, we're not. We are here to present our top threes. It's the top threes of 2014. We're going to review the year and let you all know what we thought. Yes, it's the futuristic space year 2015, and we're here to bring you the very best of geek news and chats and our views. Welcome, everyone, to the brand new year. I've got the Before we get into our top threes of uh, 2014, we have a little bit of geek news, uh, as we always do. Uh, this is this week's Geek News! Geek News! So, Booty, I, I, I presume you uh, have some interesting information to start us off with. Dave, I want to start with something that is exciting, bittersweet, and heartbreaking at the same time. Um, 
just as we went on air, as as we like to call it, right here on the totally fucking on on the totally awesome milking it podcast. I'm sorry, the totally awesome milking podcast, sir. Dave, where am I? Let's let's try that again. Like you are back where you started, yeah. You're back to your roots, so. Uh, yes, David, I have some news yes, that is exciting, mm-hmm. bittersweet, mm. and disappointing at the same time. What yes. is this news, you ask? Well, as we went on uh, air right here on the Milking It podcast, that's right, the Milking It podcast. Dot com, um, yes. Dot com, also on Facebook and Twitter. Um, <laughs> got a bit of information about a film that was very much expected to be announced, but we've got a release date. But this release date pushes back a film which I think is a bit more important. But let me let me hit you with the first bit. The first bit of news is that um, Gambit with Channon Tatum is uh, confirmed for October the 7th, 2016. Um, that makes 2016 a bit of an uh, exciting year for X-Men fans because we've already got uh, Deadpool. Deadpool, yeah, yep. Ryan Reynolds, um, and, Apoc- and, and Apocalypse uh, following on from Days of Futures Past. All, all of these wicked, very exciting um Long-time listeners will know that I adored Days of Futures Past and consider it one of the best uh, comic-to-movie kind of translations they've done yet. Here's the bit that hurts. Uh, Long-time listeners will know how much I loved the two new uh, Planet of the Apes movies. That's Rise and Dawn of Planet of the Apes. Yeah, they were great. Yeah, They were really, really good. Uh, Andy Serkis, just fantastic. And... I love the character of Caesar so much. There's been a few times when I've been very tempted to get the Caesar symbol tattooed somewhere. Um, but then I'm a man, not an ape. Uh, I've re- just thrown a clip of Planet of the Apes the musical in here, would you? Will do. <laughs> oh, help me, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. What's wrong with me? I think you're crazy. On a second opinion. You're also lazy. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's Gambit 2016, but because of that, mm. they're going to hold back on the new Planet of the Apes movies. Uh, that won't be arriving until July the 14th, 2017, the futuristic year. Can you imagine? 2017. 2017? Um, oh, my God. No. no. We'll all be dead by then, surely. Again, though, this is the point I'm, I, I've got to make about... Well, I, do, I remember when you'd be told about a film maybe a year in advance and you'd get really hyped up for that year and you'd get teaser trailers. We know the movies that are coming out in 2020. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think that's that thing between DC and Marvel with that sort of digital dick-waving thing of, like, well, yes, we're going to release this. We're going to release this. And you get that punch and judy show moment of them saying oh yeah but does it matter really but yeah we we do know ultimately what what films are coming out across the next three or four years which is insane it is and it it makes they say you know it makes the heart grow fond of the fact that these are so far away i mean i can't wait for avengers civil war that's going to be fantastic um because uh, as long as they keep to the storyline, but if you if I was told like a year in advance, I'd be so fucking hyped because I'd be like, we are twelve months away from Civil War, but I know that we're like three years away from Civil War, so I'm not really going to give a shit for a while. 
it's like I mean this year belongs to Star Wars and Avengers let's not make any bones about it um, I mean and then next year we've got Batman versus Superman so I mean we're kind of locked in I know what we know what these big movies are going to be for the next few years and I just feel like I, I just remember the excitement of seeing a teaser for, teaser trailer for the first time in the cinema. This is pre-internet yeah. days. I remember being at the cinema when the teaser trailer came up. I, I, I can't remember what it was for, but people stood up and started cheering in the cinema. And I, I know that we'll never recreate that experience um, because of the internet. We all know, we'll know what's going to happen. And just while we're talking about these date announcements, 2016 mm-hmm. also sees the release of Assassin's Creed. That's getting a, de- a December release. Um, I, I know both of us are playing the new Assassin's Creed Unity at the moment. I just got to say, I'm, yes. I, I am enjoying it. It's buggy as fuck. They could fix it. Uh, <laughs> yes, I completely agree. Yes, as, as discussed in the last catch-up we, we did. I mean, um, the, the, the main thing that does my head in is everyone's got British accents in France. Everyone. And they've even got dialects. Like, you've got a couple of northerners up there. Um, you know, French northerners. Hey, up, lad, monsieur. Bonjour, bonsoir. But, uh, yeah, um, I am enjoying it. It doesn't, doesn't deserve all the shit skin. However, with the movie, there's been no an, uh, announcement of where it's, when and where it's set. Um, if you follow the Assassin's Creed games, obviously, it's the company Abastergo, um, and um, the first one was set in Jerusalem, in like 800 AD, or uh, the second one was set uh, in Italy, in Renaissance Italy. Then you've got uh, the American Civil War. So, and with this one, you've got the French Revolution. Next year, it's Victorian. This year, sorry, it's uh, set in Victorian London. Um, so, where is the movie going to place itself? I, please mm. don't. Let, I'm going to say this now, and this isn't an insult to any of our American listeners. Please don't set it in like modern day America. Please don't set it in. You know, like, where are you going to set it? I think that is what's going to sell the movie to me, is the setting. I really enjoy the Assassin's Creed franchise, don't get me wrong, but, um, you know, this is Michael Fassbender as well, who is synonymous with great performances and great movies. Of course, yeah. So, um, the shining light in Prometheus. Which brings us, interestingly enough, Dave, to our second little bit of news. (laughs) It's not really news, it's it's a glimpse of what could have been. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Um, There was an announcement on uh, Instagram, I believe, um, that the director of what would have been another uh, Alien movie has announced what they were developing. So we got to see a a, a Ripley, we got to see a a concept for the main Alien. It was just one of those moments where you thought, yeah, I want to see that movie. It looked beautiful. There's, uh, there was like a half Sigourney Weaver, half Xenomorph mm. uh, alien in there. Hicks had come back and he was badly scarred by um, acid from aliens. Uh, what's his, what is his name? Uh, Neil Bl- Bl- Blomkamp? If, if I'd known it, I would have uh, mentioned it. He directed District 9, which is one, of the, films, which is yes. one of the films, District 9, is a film that everybody tells me to watch and I still haven't got round to it and I've been told it's brilliant it is a yeah, great film yeah. Apartheid for Aliens basically isn't it yes 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 very much so <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah they look really interesting so um, you uh, you milksters better hit Instagram or uh, any other uh, 
use your geek forum websites and uh, check out those because they are fascinating. Now, since we last spoke, uh, mm-hmm. that's me and David, um, Marvel made another little announcement that Doctor Strange is hitting our screens and lo and behold, who will be playing Doctor Strange? We, uh, we, we mentioned this, didn't we? Did Last we time. have? Did yes, we have? because I got it wrong, didn't I? Berberdick Bumberlatch? Yes, because I said this, it'll be the second time he's playing the Doctor and you were like, really? Because it's really? Not, yeah, because it's not the second time he's playing the Doctor and I got it wrong thinking that he played Doctor Who. Ah, Okay. Now, Dave, I know neither you or I are a massive fan of anime movies per se. I'm a, mm. I enjoy old anime from the... When, you, when, you understand it more than I do. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I was around... Not that you weren't around for it, but when, when that um, manga... When that manga, it, yes, yeah. when that manga boom hit the UK mm. in the mid-90s, uh, when Akira originally came out, Dominion Tank Police... Project Aiko, things like this. That was the thing at the time. And, of course, like all kids, I got sucked into that kind of fad. Yeah. I'm, <clears throat> obviously, then I watched the, the Studio Ghibli movies, Spirited Away, Grave of the Fireflies, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, but I, I still wouldn't count myself as a massive fan of anime or manga. However, um, a bit of interesting news that came up was the announcement that Scarlett Johansson has signed on uh, to be in a live-action remake of the Ghost in a Shell movie. Really? Now, have you oh, seen Ghost in the Shell, Dave? Do you know what? It's one of the few mangas I have seen, yes. Excellent. Um, I mean, they've been discussing this movie for years. Really? Um, who are... Uh, James Cameron, I believe, bought the rights years ago. Uh, but I don't think it's them that's making it. Um, it's going to be made by DreamWorks. So, ah, you know, OK. Who, after Shrek, haven't really had... Well, uh, sorry, uh What's that? How to Train Your Dragon? Was that the... the that, but apparently that's really good. That's another one of these it's a movies. Great, yeah, it's a great film, but I've not seen the second Yes, movie. yes! That was <laughs> <Actors> tremendous! Yes! <laughs> okay, all right. Bastard nominators! <laughs> <laughs> the second one, I was going to say, I have not seen. <laughs> I have seen the first one. You utter c***. But I, yeah, the, se- the second one I've not seen. The first one was very good. Um, but really, DreamWorks, that that studio would be very good. Um, that's, that's I mean, I, I wasn't. I enjoyed. It. I liked Ghost in the Shell when it came out, but I wasn't as into it as everyone else. Um, mm. I've never been like, like a big fan of like the cyberpunk genre. Really, um, you know, like there's Matrix and Johnny Mnemonic and uh, stuff like that in terms of live action. But like, I never really got into the cyber punk stuff but I would be interested to see um, especially since kind of there's always been this talk of a live action remake of Akira starring an all white cast as well which went down the tree in fact George Takei recently went online and said it would be very wrong if they had this all white cast for an Akira live action film mm. but that's a whole other story um, hello um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but yeah the, um, so you would, be, you would be up for seeing this I mean did you like the animated the original anime. I did enjoy it, um, just because it was something different. I, I hadn't seen anything like it at the time, so yeah, I'd, I'd be up for seeing that definitely. I mean, another really good anime movie that I saw back in the day, as they say, was a was a psychological thriller called uh, Perfect Blue, which is mm-hmm. based on a novel. Really interesting. It's about a um, it's about like a fa- uh, like a pop singer, and she mm-hmm. kind of grows up and she wants to become an actress. Right. And that she's getting stalked by a maniac fan who who just wants her to be a singer, 
It's very, very psychological, really good. So, Dave, stick that one on your to-watch list. My torch list? Your to-watch list. Your to-watch list. Sorry, I thought you said torch list. I don't want you to burn it. Okay, right, that's fine. Yes, I shan't burn it. I shall watch it. Now, Dave, long-time listeners... Oh, God, how many times have I said that today? Long-time listeners of the Milk and It podcast yes. will remember yes. uh, that we love a bit of Master of the Universe. I fact, do love a bit of He-Man, yes, sir. Uh, and not as much as I love a bit of Moss Man, sir. Oh, a friend, friend, of, friend the show. of the show, yes. <laughs> um, and but yeah, uh, recently. Hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yes, uh, we've actually talked about this Masters of the Universe reboot um, many times here in the show. Um, well, the latest bit of news is that the writer of the Kickass, the, the movie Kickass Two, Jeff w- Wadlow, has turned in the new draft. So we're a little bit closer. And given that, you know, there's been so many revived toy line movies recently with Turtles, G.I. Joe, Transformers, of course, um, I think it's time that He-Man step back into the light by the power of Grayskull. (laughs) I mean, is this world ready for a new He-Man movie or is it a throwback to the 80s? Transformers, you've got robots, that's fine. G.I. Joe, you've got army men, that's fine. But we're not in that age of big muscle men anymore, are we? We're not in the slice of the Arnie Hulk Hogan era anymore where He-Man was readily accepted with bulging biceps and a six-pack that could crack nuts. I mean, what is a modern He-Man movie? I I, I don't know. I I think you get away with it because it's a superhero movie. Um, You don't think he's going to be all like lean muscle, like uh, like a Randy Orton type body type? um, No, I don't don't think so because the idea he is he's like this massive Hercules guy, he's the big guy. I, no, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think they'll stick with the whole sort of Herculean, right, he's the guy who pushes over boulders and everything else. I, I genuinely think they'll stick with the the, the massive pumped-up guy. Because it, it was never the idea of, oh, he's on steroids. It was just the idea of, oh, we're going to make this massive superhero comic book guy. Um, you know, you look at, like... Um, Superman now, he's not as big as the comic books, but I reckon, yeah, He-Man needs to be as big as he was in the comic books. Yeah, no, I mean, I would really, I'd love to see a reboot that sticks with the kind of theme of the old one, but brings in some modern stuff. There's always the risk that they're going to do, ah, don't have a go at me, Dave. Right, when the new Batman movies came out, they were all dark and moody. It was like a gritty reboot, and I just wasn't feeling it. In fact, recently, um, someone in Hollywood came out and said, we don't need any more dark hero movies. But basically, uh, one of the kind of Hollywood people went, we don't need any more dark, gritty reboots, thanks. Like, maybe I would like to see a darker He-Man. I mean, think about it. The enemy is a skeleton Mm. in a purple hood. That's pretty scary. Beastman's a beast. <laughs> you know, he'll tear your arms off. It's it's evil warlocks and wizards, and it's kind of med- it's almost medieval, like alternative medieval. So maybe a dark, gritty reboot is what He-Man needs. Now, I'm going back on myself. Maybe I do want to see a dark, gritty reboot. But maybe not so much Prince Adam, you know, smiling, ambiguous. Is he gay? Is he gay? Doesn't matter anyway. Um, <laughs> had to get in there somewhere. But, um, I mean, I, I'm... My body is ready for a new He-Man movie, Dave, and I, and I really hope he kind of reboots it because um, 
it was a really cool franchise from my childhood, and uh, I reckon it, it's time to bring it back. Talking of childhoods, David. Yes. Did you hear that the uh, director of the new Ghostbusters movie mm. sent out a message saying "Happy Christmas" and uh, you know "Happy Christmas, Happy New Year"? I promise I will not ruin your childhoods. I did not, but th- th- that makes you feel very happy. To which I reply, "Yeah, but won't you?" I'm not. I don't want it. Ernie Hudson doesn't want it. I don't want it. The guy. <laughs> that's all you need. You know, this all female Ghostbusters. I'm not feeling it, and it's got nothing to do with it being all female. I don't want there to be a Ghostbusters. Why does it have to have the Ghostbusters name? Why can't they just do a film about a group of women who investigate supernatural stuff? They don't have to have proton packs. They don't have to wear the jumpsuits. They don't have to be the Ghostbusters. Why can they not be something else? Because if they do it with the Ghostbusters name, then it brings a certain amount of people to the cinema to see it. It also gives them legitimacy to use the proton packs and have that whole look that people associate with it, which guarantees a certain amount of sales, guarantees a certain amount of tickets, guarantees a certain amount of DVD sales, um, guarantees a certain amount of people downloading it. That's that's why they're doing it. It's because they think, okay, if we associate it with the Ghostbusters... Even if it doesn't have anything to do with the first two movies, then this is going to be an association and we'll get X number of people buying it, downloading it, streaming it, whatever. Yeah, the guy, the, sorry, the guy's name is Paul Fage, and he said, yeah, yeah. he doesn't want to ruin it. Um, the problem is, I don't want to see people like Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy suit up. My, the only other issue I've got with it is, Kristen Wiig has practically been you know, uh, confirmed for it. And I love her. I think she's fantastic. She's one of the shining lights of Saturday Night Live when she was on there. Uh, And she's a very, very fun lady. They've got, um, you know, know, they've got like a reasonable cast. But I don't want to see, I don't want to see these women zip up in the Ghostbusters jumpsuit. I I think it will sully, I've got no problem with there being female Ghostbusters. But like, for God's sake, just, don't, you, you, you're killing us. You're killing us because it's something that people have been waiting for for years, and I just know, no matter what happens, it's going to disappoint. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I am the opposite of you. I, I am looking forward to watching it and seeing what they deliver, and we'll, we shall see. I, I think it, it, it could be an interesting ensemble piece, and it could be a good Ghostbusters movie. Uh, but Dave, I'm willing to give it a try, but um, I, I'm going to put it on record that. Don't promise what you can't keep. Don't make promises you can't keep. And the bear is saying you won't ruin people's childhood. I don't know if you can promise that. Hello, Milksters. Your old pal and friend of the show, Mossman here, off of 80's classic cartoon, Masters of the Universe. As you can imagine, I've had a lot of time on my hands since that cartoon finished and I've been aching to hear some quality, geeky podcast that rounds up all the news in a nice, tight package. Only thing is, we don't have iPhones. Not after old King Randolph fell out with Steve Jobs back in 92. Well, imagine my delight that now the Milk and Get podcast is available on Stitcher for Android users like myself. Stitcher.com has all the information. Oh, I can't wait to tell Fisto. He'll be well made up. Join Josh Armour and Todd Eastman every Friday for Wrestle Radio Australia. Covering WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor and Australian Pro Wrestling. Exclusive interviews including Buddy Murphy, Adam Pearce, TV legend Rose McManus and many others. 
Download for free on iTunes or Stitcher and stream us on the TuneIn Radio app. It's Australia's wrestling broadcast. It's Wrestle Radio Australia. Ancient evil that feeds on the sick and demented, which once haunted videos that were rented, are back to turn the blood to ice of all of those who own a personal digital device. On VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray too, in your pants it may make you Therefore, celebrate and rejoice Peppers and Lamont as they tell tales of films you should and should not want. The Totally Insane Tape Show is something you should not fear. Listen to it with some food snacks and a beer. To find it, go to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud and TuneIn Radio. No excuses to these sites. You must go. And to find out whence the evil comes from, go online and look at totallyinsanetapepro.com. <laughs> Dude, I think we did it. How do you talk me into this again? Beats me. Hey, everyone. This is CJ. And BK. Your two new best friends. Bringing into another podcast you're probably enjoying. Dude, this will just take a second. Let's pitch this bitch. If you enjoy drunken tangents. Sick-ass nerd references. Annoying sound bites that won't go away. And, of course, friendship. We invite you to check out The, the Friendship, friendship podcast. podcast. Available on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And our website, thefriendshippodcast.com. All right, can we go now? Yeah, yeah, just one more thing. Hack the planet! So that was episode 39's very, very brief. <laughs> Half an hour, that's not bad, is it, for us? That, that's it, it, Considering how much rambling Boo normally does, I, I think we did okay. Um, you'll also be able to spot which one of us may have been drinking during the recording. Um, so, <laughs> we'll be back very, very shortly with our top threes. It'll be up on iTunes, on Stitcher, anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. But mostly, thank you very much for listening. We continue in 2014 with the Rebooted Milking It podcast, and we will have plenty of episodes coming your way. In the meantime, as always, thank you to John Sands for the music. Thank you very much to Dino for the artwork. Thank you for Jay. Not in this episode, but Jay's top threes are very, very cool. And we will have those in episode 40, as I say, up very, very soon. In the meantime, go to themilkingitpodcast.com. Hit us up on Twitter at TeakTugger. Uh, join us in the revolution. And ladies and gentlemen, eventually we shall take over the world. For the geek shall inherit the earth. This was the Milky Podcast. You want to milk it and you know. You got to milk it and you know.